This is Beth Rockefeller. This is Mia Rockefeller. This is Greg Rockefeller. And this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family book club podcast. Today we will be covering King's Cage, the third book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. I still can't believe we survived. I dream about it sometimes. Watching them drag Mare away, her body held tight between a pair of gigantic strong arms. They were gloved against her lightning, not that she tried to use it after she made her bargain. Her life for hours. I didn't expect King Maven to follow through. Not with his exiled brother on the line, but he kept his deal. He wanted her more than the rest. Still, I wake up from the usual nightmares, afraid he and his... Hunters have returned to kill us. The snorers from the rest of my bunk room chase the thoughts away. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is Season 3, Episode 4, King's Cage, Chapter 4. Cameron, babe, I need you to stop. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first non-mare chapter in the whole entire series. Yeah. This is a momentous occasion. This is where we differ finally from Mare's point of view and get somebody else. Unfortunately, that somebody else (laughs) is is Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. So this entire chapter is from Cameron's Cameron's. point of view. And I I was talking to me about this off mic, and it's just Cameron's opinion hour. We're really just finding out how Cameron really feels right. about everybody. We get a little bit of information tossed in here and yeah. there about what's going on, but mostly it's a Cameron bitch sesh. Right. I love I love that she like starts this off with I dream about it sometimes and then is like watching them drag her almost lifeless body away from us, man, pops up in my dreams quite frequently. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Cameron? One of my like top three or four favorite moments at this point. Are you okay, girl? <laughs> Cameron? Buddy? buddy? Yeah. You okay? <laughs> <sighs> All right. Let's get with the recapping so we can get with the discussion. Yeah. So again, we're at Cameron's point of view. We find out Maven did keep his promise to let everyone else go after Mayor surrendered, which I just still, we'll get to that when we discuss. That's just weird. Like, I understand his obsession with Mayor, but... Welcome to we'll his twisted to mind. Right. Yeah. Uh, the colonel immediately had Tuck evacuated, which we figured was going to happen. Right. right. I don't... Mayor, Mayor was just like, me no think anyone be smart. Right. right. She's like, all the things that I could help them with, like, what really? The locations that they can move. Like... Right. They're smarter than that. Yeah. Well, and they had sort of planned for this... All along. Right. You know. Guys, I think Mare may have underestimated the Skrilling Guard. <laughs> I, that would have been a great time. That would have been plenty if Cameron thought that. Boy, Mare really underestimated the Scarlet Guard. Oh, she catches on so fast. <laughs> so uh, they met in Arabelle, which is basically like the new tuck, I guess. It's And I'm guessing from what I'm gathering, it's an, it's underground. Yeah, it seems yes. like it. Cold and wet all the time. <laughs> all of the it's, time. About, it's near the Lakelands, right? It's like on the outskirts of the Lakelands, which is like, yeah. I'm thinking like northern Minnesota getting into Canada. Getting into Canada, yeah. And it says, so she just, she, Cameron does point out that it's so cold that some of the Scarlet Guards officers just follow Cal around to stay warm. Yeah. <laughs> which is, I'm, I think it's funny that she brings it up in the book. Space heater. <laughs> yeah. He is. So then she, Cameron gives us kind of a recap of the events that lead up to Mayor's capture. 
which we already read. <laughs> we didn't need that Cameron. Thanks. To be fair, when the time, the distance, these books coming out, you know, when they actually came out, I'm. There was enough space in between them to. It's I'm, like, I'm sure she was like, man, I should probably put a slight recap in here. Yeah. So. And, but when you read them back to back, it's. Right. It and it, it's beneficial little. to have the recap from the point of view of another character right. so you so can get the layer. Right. Because she's the, not there. Yeah. Um, then there's with the distraction of Maven having Mare. Um, which, you know, the leader of the Scarlet Guard, whatever. Supposedly. And there's obviously this mess, this thing going on in Corvium we've heard about. There's some unrest there. So the plans have been de- delayed for the Dagger Legion to be deployed. We found that out. So at this point, at least they have temporarily saved all of those kids that were going to be marched right. to the front line. Right. For now. But that's, that's Cameron's not satisfied with that. No, no of course not. Because she's not. Ever her brother's be. not home. Right. So they're still like in a holding pattern. They can yes. still go, but. Oh, yes. They're just safe for now. For the, yeah, for the time right. being. Um, she's, Cameron talks about how she watched uh, King Maven's address with Bree, Tramey, Cal, Kalorn, in the whole shackled mare. Yeah. At the knees of Maven. Very. All the people who actually care about mare right. were in the room. Right. Very PETA. At the Capitol. Yeah. Yeah. Although, at least that, like, in I don't remember how it was in the book, because I haven't read them in forever, and I only read them once. But they played, like, they were just broadcasting whatever the Capitol was broadcasting, like, while they were eating or whatever. Right. Yeah. It was like everyone was going to watch it. Katniss is the only one who saw it and was like, oh, my God, what did they do to him? Everyone else just believed it blindly. Right. And she's like, no, there's obviously something going on Yeah, Peter wouldn't ever say that. Right. But anyway. We'll save that for when we cover the Hunger Games after this. And uh, then she says they haven't seen Mare since. And Cameron, even this early, she clearly feels bad. She says she feels bad for Mare. She doesn't think she should go through the things she's going, and they haven't seen her since. So Cameron decides she's going to do something about it. Yeah. She's going to go through the colonel to help go free her brother. What I find really funny here is is there's there's this one line, and I'm going to pause for a second just to put this in here. Uh, Cameron thinks about Mare. Even if she was a self-centered hypocrite, she doesn't deserve what's happening to her. It's right. like, great, you're just you're the beacon of positivity that this story needed, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, another character's point of view. Oh, um, she sucks too. Okay. <laughs> it's just another teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah. With a, a younger teenage with girl. With a negative right. outlook on life. Right. Great. So Cameron heads on down to the colonel's office, which she says closet. Basically, it's apparently it's a right. little like office, a broom closet. Right. But uh, Diana Farley is there with her. There's the first mention of her plate. She's got. They said she's got like three plates of scraps next to her. Yeah, not potatoes yet. Not just potatoes scraps. yet. Just food. Just just scraps at this point. But that means that whatever was there, she has eaten all of and has not bothered to get up and go put it somewhere else. Right. And. Farley doesn't really even have time for Cameron to even look up. She's just like, Colonel's in the control room. And then she says, tell him Corvium is on the edge. She really doesn't have any time for Cameron or anything that's going on. She's just pouring over these maps and looking at these reports and eating potatoes. Right. I imagine she's probably pretty gassy, too. Oh, I imagine at this point. So Cameron heads on down to control where the Colonel Breed 
Framey and Cal are reading reports. And since Cal's in here, Cameron thinks it must be about Mayor, because why would he be in the control room? They're looking at reports. So they're obviously something's going on with Mayor. The colonel has no time for Cameron about helping the Dagger Legion right now, because he's got other stuff on his mind right now. Like, there's more going on. They're safe for now. And then it comes across the report, and the colonel says Mayor has been interrogated. But Colonel's not really that worried because he's like, Mary doesn't, Mary doesn't know really much of anything, anything about what we do. We kept it that way for a reason, as we talked about. But, but Cal's like, mm. right. And Cameron, of all people, is like, who cares what they get from her? They're still going to torture and interrogate right. Mary. It's, it's like, it's, so why don't we do something about my brother again? <laughs> Mary's in this terrible situation. So my brother, how's that right. progress going? But then that's when he says it's Miranda that's going to interrogate her and cal's like Mm -hmm. samson huh sorry what yeah so now he's worried because he knows exactly what samson is right a butcher right everything that we talked about last episode right exactly and we'll get into that as well yeah he knows exactly how that's gonna go down he does and then once cameron tells the colonel what farley said about corvin being on the on the edge the colonel's like giddy Right. Super excited. Is that what she said? What were exact words? Right. And then he's like, basically, it's time to push. So something big's happening. Yeah. And Cal's not super excited about this because I think he sees more loss of life. Yeah. He's just, he doesn't want any more death. Right. He's, Cal's such a broken man. Very much. So. Right. He has lost so much. So Cameron decides to follow Cal and annoy him for a while and continue to annoy him just, until he. Just pester him. Yeah, just pester him. And Cal's like a beige right. around his head. They have this little conversation where Cal's try says he's trying to avoid bloodshed and Cameron's ready to murder sil- some more silvers. But then she's like, but you know, when we do it, it's okay because we're us. So then Cameron follows Cal some more and then finds out that he goes into this room and she can tell cause she's a techie the way it's connected, that it's a communication array. Yeah. All the, all the cables and everything right. else. So he's definitely a way to get stuff out. Cal is communicating with someone outside of Arabelle, outside of their stronghold. And we don't know who it is. And Cameron's basically like, well, if he's trying to stop bloodshed, then maybe I should just leave him, leave him be and let him do what he's going to do. So that's kind of where this chapter ends. Cameron pretty much annoying everybody. <laughs> little bits of information about what happened. Right. Post mayor. Yeah. I think maybe where you said that you were reminded how annoying Cameron was. This chapter made me remember what a person Cameron is. Right. You know what I mean? She she had a tenuous relationship with Mare at best. Right. But that was kind of her only friend because Mare felt right. bad for keeping her there. So she was nice to her. Now she doesn't even have Mare. Exactly. She has literally nobody. Right. So she she even says, like, I'm underfoot, so I'll get attention because otherwise everybody just walks by me exactly. like I don't even exist. Yeah. So if I'm not under everybody's feet all the time then they're going to forget I'm here or whatever, you know? you know, she's a 15-year-old girl, so right. she's an and attention she's like seeker. she's like the 11th wheel at this point right. or whatever. She's, you know she's what not I mean? part she's of the Scarlet Guard, really. She's basically, right. they look at her as like a kid. The only reason that she's there is because of Mare. 
Right. And now Mare's not there. So everybody else is like, well, what do we do with this person that... <laughs> that we don't really care right, about. Right. That, like. that is only here because Mare had some plan for her and made some deal with her. And now Mare's not here. So we have to honor that. You know, it's... A, right. Everything is very tenuous with Cameron and she knows that. So she also knows that the way to make herself valuable is to get information and interpret it and put things together herself. Yes. And I think, like, the colonel, knowing what her actual ability is, would think probably, wow, we could use her yes. a lot. But he then he realizes her personality is like, is it, you know, we're not going to make her do what she doesn't want to do. Is it really worth right. what we have to deal with? So it's, he's, she's almost like she's just a nuisance that just kind of makes him even angrier because... He can't use what she has to offer because she's not going to allow that. Right. And also, like, a weapon. you know, it's not unless he gives a little on her side, too. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I've, right. I've done my thing. Let's talk about my brother before you use me as another weapon. Right. Exactly. But also, it's like, she's, Cameron is not good at element of surprise Doing things the quiet way. No. She's, right. She just wants to go in there guns a-blazing. Yeah. And start also slicing like and dicing. Yes. They, so. That's kind of why they butt heads, I exactly. think, are very that's similar. Very similar. and But they don't want to admit it. At all. Everything that annoys everyone else about both of them is what annoys them about each other. Right. Yes. But it's because they're so similar. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. So the, this underground bunker... She makes Cameron makes it a point to talk about how it's just like the walls are wet. Clearly, they're like basically caves hollowed out to where they've turned them into these underground bunkers, basically. So it's super cold, super wet, just like the worst possible environment, too. Yeah. It's not it's not pleasing for anybody to be there. Although she also makes note of the fact that she didn't like tuck either right because it was so generic looking and everything you know Ugh, since we've I need gone back spice through in this, my life right, since we've gone back through right. this and then that um woodstock 99 documentary came back came out like i can just picture tuck like looking like that place that they had Woodstock 99. Oh, yeah. You know, that abandoned airfield or whatever, because yeah. even the hangars and everything else. So I just imagine like going from that to going to an underground cave. Right. Basically living in the bat cave. Yeah. You know, or like <laughs> the cathedral room that we were in when we went down to Silver Dollar City, down where everything is just wet and cold and kind of smells funky. You know, you right. can't go up and get any sun, which. She wasn't ever getting sun anyway, anyway because she was kept in the prison and all this other stuff. So right. she's kind of just like, well, I guess if stuff was going to suck, it's just still going to suck. She's right. going to suck in a different place. She she was like, I mean, at least on Tuck, I could get some sun, I guess. Yeah. Now they can't even now really can't go even top do that. Right. It's, it's so cold. The only way to warmth is Cal, but I hate him. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I absolutely hate his guts. And then it's they like all wrong. they all gather around TV to watch it's, Maven's address. Yeah. Well, at, in, in fairness, it's they were waiting for Wheel of Fortune to come on. It was next, and that just happened. 
Right. It's like it's like when you're watching Lost and the State of the Union address comes on. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess I'm going to sit through this until Lost comes back on, like, you know, before streaming or whatever. So. Right. Because I don't want to miss it because it'll just come right back on. Right. And you never know. Yeah. You never know when you going to kind of notice. They might be talking for 47 minutes. They might be talking for three. Right. Uh, doesn't and, matter. You know, it's still. not necessarily a good time to go to the bathroom because no. you don't know how long it's going to last. Gonna nope. You got to wait till Lost comes back on and then the first commercial break of Lost, then you go. Or yes. after you got a, D, a DVR, you could just pause the State of Union address and go to the bathroom and then right. fast forward through the rest of it. But. There you go. That's how you do it. Yeah. Gather around, children, for talking <laughs> for the good old days. But anyway, you still had direct TV or whatever. So they get to, you know, the whole. I've experienced life with a DVR. That's true. Well, your grandparents still have it. So (laughs) and for a while, the DVR was just nothing but your cartoons. True. (laughs) And UFC fights. just That and Mia's cartoons. And then at, (laughs) at my grandparents' house, it was nothing but baking shows and reality shows. Oh, that Ema would tape for you. Yeah. Yeah. Baking shows. Yeah. And then all her like ghost adventures medical dramas garbage garbage tv shows garbage. about little people gay people dying dogs <laughs> that was the weirdest show we're off track we are find this stuff do so, you watch no i don't the answer to that is always no no do anyway uh, so we don't get like really a lot because it's from cameron's point of view just you know her seeing how it they it phys- how mayor's family how it physically manifests in them when they see it right. we don't really know what from their point of view is going on because this is all camera but clearly yeah. it's affecting them because she's just like look on face right. right and she also she notices a lot yeah and this chapter makes it evident how observant she is she says maven doesn't look kingly he looks sick and he looks worried. You know, she can obviously tell something's going on just by the way he looks. And you mean and if she can, other royals in that can. area, fam- right. yeah, the royals in Norden notice it. And then she's also like, you know, like we've all said, why does he still have her? Why yeah. is this still going on like this? Right. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to start her in picking a up on this and being like, what is going on here? Yeah. It's he's he's I don't know if it's like a cross between digging his own grave and becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, yeah, it's going to end up he's going to have such an obsession with this. It's going to end up taking him down. Right. Because people are going to figure out this is more than. Yeah. Just trying to get back at the Scarlet Guard. So messed in the head. So sociopathic that I don't he doesn't even he's not even like trying to keep up appearances that he is in charge of what's going on. Right. He know he knows he looks insane and right. he just, you know, he's like, well, I'm yeah. the king. Doesn't matter. Exactly. I'm the king. Doesn't matter. I'm the king. Doesn't matter. Pretty much. I don't even so know that he guy, really has. That doesn't make you untouchable. You right. Guy, right. He doesn't really <laughs> he have, it does. He doesn't really have advisors. He has the council air quotes that he talks about all the time. How much they can really do. Right. I, it's kind of like game of Thrones. I think, you know, the council can come in and say whatever they want. But, it's still but the hand the... could say something different, right. and then the king could make his own decision, and it doesn't even matter. Right. You know, it's just there for the council to be able to say, I, we told you, you know. Yeah. It absolves them of guilt. Right, exactly. 
They're like, we gave you the best idea and you still did this other and, thing. But either way, it absolves them of guilt. Because even if they're the ones that suggested the plan and then the king does it and right. it fails, they can all be like, it was the king's, it was the king's decision. Totally the king. But if, and then, but if it's like the thing they suggested and then he didn't take it and it didn't work, they can be like, oh, we told them. Yeah. If there's anything that Game of Thrones also taught us about that kind of situation is those people then go and talk to everybody. Right. So they're going to go into the council sessions and be like, this is what we're telling him. This is what he's doing. And they're two completely different things. Yes. And that's what's going to end up being his downfall. Because those people are council members for a reason. They have money. They have power. They have status. They have whatever. Right. So it's going to be really easy for them to come together against the crown. And Cameron figures that out in about 0.42 seconds watching Maven. She's She's like, none of these people look happy. Right. This guy can't stand up against anybody. Right. Anybody could come at him and, and they're going to be able to win. He is literally 17 years old. And there's already basically internal strife. in Corvium. And he's, he's not, even he's not it. fighting that. He's not doing anything. Nope. All of these big moves he could be making, and he's not doing them, but he's hanging on to Mare for some reason. Right. And and they find up until now, she hasn't even been interrogated. Yeah. Right. This it's, whole time she's now. been there, and she's just now being interrogated. Right. So they that's going to make everybody else be like, I don't understand. He right. literally just let her sit there for an entire month yeah. and did literally nothing, nothing with her. And it's not like... Maven was the only one that was there. Like, he caught all of them single-handedly, and Mare turned herself in. Right. Everybody knows he gave Cal. Right. He he let Cal go and kept Mare. I mean, everyone else, too, but mostly Cal. Like, really? You let the turncoat brother who assassinated the king, your father, go and kept Mare and haven't done anything with her? You haven't given right. a reason why? Yeah. You you I, We get that she's a terrorist. Right. That's what he keeps calling her. She's get, a we terrorist. Get that he's the air quotes leader of the Scarlet Guard. <laughs> right. She's constantly underestimating them. But they could have they could have the quote unquote obvious traitor back, right? He could get Cal back, do whatever he needs to do for Cal in front of everybody or whatever. But he didn't choose to do that. He took it this completely different way, and everybody is going to be like, I don't understand. It's just, it's becoming so much more evident in this one than the other one that his downfall is going to be his obsession with Mare. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that he's, his weird whatever with Mare is going to be the thing that people are going to be like, I don't understand what's going on. Right. You know. And the thing is, if, if Maven had just pushed a little further and been like, you and also my brother, and I will let everybody right. else go, Mara probably would have taken it. Right. Because she cared about, I mean, she obviously cares about Cal, but she really was like, Kalorn, my brothers, those are the people right. I don't want to lose. Right. So that's why she made the deal. So I think she would have still taken it. Yeah. You know, I don't, I think that she would also she was so desperate in the moment. Right. She but doesn't so was like Maven. to think about Cal being out there without her. Cause she feels like she's the one person that goes to bat for Cal. Right. So now it's going to be like, what's going to happen with Cal? I mean, 
we know Cal's going to be just fine on his own. Right. But they also really need him right now. And, and like Kaloran has figured out how to talk to him and he's kind of made relationships with these other people other than just mayor now. Right. Yeah. She's kind of like, what is, what's the Colonel going to do to him? Cause I know that they don't really get along, yeah. but the Colonel is smarter than that. He's right. I don't think so they would be willing driven. to trade. Nobody would be willing to trade Cal for anything. Yeah. He's, he's not going to be like, I just, I, he's not going to make that decision based on personality and personal preference and right. emotion. That's not how he makes decisions. Right. No. No, but that's how Mare makes decisions, so that's how she thinks everyone makes decisions. Right. Exactly. And Maven makes decisions based on his psychoses. At this point, I mean, straight up. So we get a little, kind of a tiny little Cameron backstory here. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, but we, I mean, not, it's not anything we haven't already heard or that we don't already know about Cameron or where she came from, to be honest. Yeah, just kind of like more about, you know, a little more about Maury right. and kind of who he is. You know, he was very sickly from the smoke and all that kind of stuff. And so she's like, he's going to try to go do military training. And I don't know what that's going to do to him. You know, he can barely run and all this other stuff. What kind of soldier is he going to make? You know, so she's worried about that kind of stuff that we find out a little bit more about his character. Right. And she also says that he's her twin in nothing but appearance. So he must be like much more meek mannered. Right. Not willing to speak out, you know, very much the opposite of Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. And so it kind of makes me feel that she feels very protective of him. Right. Because he was always the weaker one. Right. Whereas it's normally the other way around. Right. You know, it's got to be weird for a sister to be like, I have to protect my brother. Right. Right. And very much like mine. Right. It's mine. My brother. Mine. It's funny with her because (laughs) when she's like super protective of her brother, it's understandable. Not like. Mayor, who's like super protective of Kalorn, who can take care of himself, who can protect him, and Bree and Trim, who can shade, who can take care of themselves. Right, right. It's really funny with Kalorn because he's also like a year older than she is. Right, right. And then we get to Farley at the in the in the Colonel's office, pouring over maps and apparently just destroying potatoes. Pouring over maps like I do when there's one in a book. Right. And there's a map in a book, and I'm just like, drink it all in. And ag- drink it all in. Again, they don't outright say that Farley's pregnant. Just something, she just met, Cameron basically mentions that you could notice, even with her, her saying, you can notice her condition. Yeah. It's like, what condition? Right, and Mare still which, doesn't get it. It makes you eat. Which the, the you space in your fingers makes to your get belly blood. grow. Yeah, not to mention the three, three p- plates piled up. With food scraps. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> it's 
like, who's been, did she bring three plates back there herself? Or have people been like bringing her plates and then just not taking them? No, I think they make it pretty evident later that she goes, she brings the plates with her wherever yeah. she goes. <laughs> she's just, she had a plate attached to her hand and was just like, I'm just going to carry this yeah. around with me. I like to think that they're going to be reunited with Mare after the baby's born and Farley's going to be holding the baby and it's going to look exactly like Shade and Mare's going to be like, whose baby is that? <laughs> Right. <laughs> the baby's gonna disappear, reappear in her arms. Whose baby is this? <laughs> Seriously, where'd this baby come from, and why were you holding it? Why does it look like my brother? Well, I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> Something's up here. Well, I mean, depending on how soon Mare comes back, Farley could still be pregnant. Right. Did you it's like the baby's brother? fourth birthday? And <laughs> Whose baby is that? Where did the where did it come from? And Farley's like just I don't think she looks up at Cameron this whole no this whole time no. that Cameron's there. She's just like Colonel's not here. Yeah, control. He's over, like like basically leave me alone. There's we, no purpose for you to be here. Oh, before you go, when you see him, tell him this. Yeah, right. And then go bother my dad. I don't have time for you right now. Yeah, Cameron. Cameron wants to drop in a little bit there too and just say you should probably get some sleep. And Farley's like probably. probably. Such a Farley answer. Like, yeah, doesn't even look at her. It's like, probably. You know. But, like, slightly annoyed. Right. Like, right. yeah, I know I should probably be getting some sleep. Does it look like I'm in a good position to do that right yeah. now? No. The war should probably be over. Yes. But, you know, but here you we know, are. not, so. <laughs> she does mention something also here, I think, Cameron, about Farley hasn't smiled since yeah, Jade since died. Jade died. So. She, I think Farley seems to be the kind of person that when some kind of tragedy like this befalls her about someone close, she doesn't show it. Well, she did for a second. She cried like crazy. Yeah. Then she just bucks up and basically and that's it. Yeah. pours it all into what she has to do in front of her. Right. Which is going to be like Hiltolemus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's going to say that it's going to be like a silver thing in general. But right. she's but, gonna have she's gonna have magnet vision on Tolomus. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. They've given them so he's given them so much problems already, anyway. Right. And then he was the one to directly kill Shade. So yeah. just like, mm, oh no, you didn't. Yeah. Go down. I know, right? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Big fat belly. But of course, fighting. you do have to remember that when killing Ptolemus. You got Evangeline to deal with. True. And you don't want her together. on your bad side. Well, I mean, eventually she's going to find out you. that Polymus is dead and who killed him. And she is going to hunt you down. That's true. Oh, did we mention that uh, Cameron wants to find her brother and get him? I, you know, I don't think we maybe, mentioned that maybe yet. Maybe once or twice, yeah. I think. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't picked that up yet. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> and then Mayor has been interrogated. So, well, but first we talk like she when before she leaves Farley, um, they kind of like you know she gets a little bit more information about the the Corvium is on the edge thing you know because right. there's riots and all this other kind of stuff and Cameron's like oh that sounds familiar is do we have guard in the city and Farley's like nope so Cameron actually in the first chapter we get of Cameron's perspective she says she has hope 
So that's more than we get from Mare in like two books. Because the Silvers are fighting yeah, each other. That there something is going right. on. There's an uprising that they're and not responsible for. That that is this is exactly what they were planning on doing right. because it's, it's further going to divide things. Getting down. big. Yeah. Yeah. And people are going to notice that the king is also not taking action against this. Right. So Farley tries to like console Cameron about her brother and is like, he's not actually in Corvium. They're behind the lines of the choke. Right. And Cameron's only response is stuck between a minefield and a city on fire. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> like on The Simpsons when Homer was on that crane or whatever and he kept getting... The bar was named the hard place. Yeah. And he kept swinging back and forth between hitting a rock and, and the, the bar called the hard place. Hard place. <laughs> Fantastic. He's between a, he's between a what? Stuck between a minefield and a city on fire. Right. Yeah. Would have been funny if when she said that Farley was like, that's the spirit. <laughs> she thought that that was spoken like a that, true Scarlet Garden. That, that wasn't out loud. That was a, thinking which is really hard to tell because cameron says almost everything that's on her mind right right and then she also finds out that um you know the red soldiers are realizing that they outnumber the silvers where they are yeah where you know it's been like mentioned one. several times when they've walked through cities yeah they'll be like there's like four guards here and like 20 reds or whatever they could easily over the run them but they were all too scared to and right. now they're seeing that, you know, they can't kill all of us. Right. If we all get together, we can go at them and yeah. and try to make it someplace. Right. And so that's happening a lot more, which is exactly what they had set up for in the yeah. second book. Everything is going basically mm -hmm. to plan at this point. Yes. Yeah. Slight there was a slight hiccup, but everything is still going. Yeah. And interestingly enough, she when she goes in to control the colonel's there and Brian Tramey and so is Cal. And that's when she says, well, this must be news of mayor because otherwise, because they're looking at the ticker, basically seeing the reports. Why would Cal be there? Unless this was news of mayor, but they go through this whole thing and they, I guess towards the end of it, they do send someone to go for Kalorn, but Kalorn's not there. Kind of interesting. He was there when they watched the video of Maven, but he's not in the control room right. with them when they're learning what's going on with mayor, which is kind of interesting. Like he's not, not that I'm saying that he's like, Oh, mayor, psh, that old hag. No, she, he's out actually doing other things. You know what I mean? He's moved on. He's, he's learning. They said she's probably with, uh, Ada. I think is what she, where she said the one who's teaching him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and out learning stuff. So he's out actually doing things to try to move forward to make himself feel useful. Yeah. And to be part of, he doesn't have a, a power to be part of the so Scarlet he, guard. And right. Be, yeah. Ability, not power. Ability. But it's just it's just another one of those things that reminds you that Lauren never needed anyone to take care. This all started right. because Mayor thinks she needs to take care of everybody. Well, also, I don't, I don't think he wants to see her like that. No, yeah. I I agree. I think he's like. I kind of think he doesn't want to know. Right. Cal has to. You know, that's just who Cal is. Right. He has to see her. I think Kalorn would be like, I don't. She can take care of herself, but I don't need to see. What's going on? What's Correct. going on? Yeah. Because she's there basically because of me. And it, wonder, it, may, it may make you wonder if it wasn't because of the video they all saw of her in the chains. As soon as he saw those, they're like, yeah, I can't, I can't do, do this, this anymore. Yeah. If there's anything else 
tell me about it. If it's right. really important, I don't want to see her like that again. Yeah, but I can't do it. She's such a shadow of what, because he's the only one who really knew her from before. Right. Other than her family, you know. So this is obviously just a, a shadow of the person that he knew. Correct. And that's got to be very hard yeah. for him. She, all of this started to try to save him. Exactly. You know. I mean, honestly, the the closest person that's here would be Farley. That yeah. That saw her before she actually went to the palace and everything. So. That were her brothers. Well, no, because they were off in the war. Ooh, yeah, she had yeah. her brothers Tramie, for she a hadn't while. Seen in a long time. Well, besides her, like her parents. Yeah. Uh, which none of them really knew about most of the stuff that she would do at night anyway. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, nobody knew her like Kalorn did, basically. Right. Exactly. And he's just like, I can't watch this because it's so different from what she used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, then that would cross the ticker as the colonel's reading. He just stops basically and says the mayor's been interrogated. Yeah. And by Mirandas. Right. And this sets Cal, Cal off because it's Instantly like Thamson. Instantly up his ears. Yeah. yeah. Thamson. Because as we've discussed before, there's not much of House Mirandas left over. No. Right. I mean, there's only like maybe three members to choose Probably. from. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Samson is going to be the one that he's going to want to hear confirmation of the absolute least. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, and Cal knows. He what, knows. Exactly what would happen. Yeah. 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 Not good. He's he will torture her. He will. He's basically he's like Maven has given her over to torture. And I didn't think he would do that, which is right. I'm I, sure she know, didn't either. <laughs> it's and I think this is when everyone realized that they can't predict right. what Maven's going to do in the least. And he's he, you think he's predictable and then he does something that you thought he would never do. Right. This is where I could see it from Cal's point of view. Cal didn't just like meet Maven and fall for him for like three weeks and then be like, Oh, I thought you loved me. This is his brother. Right. He grew they, brother, his yeah. little brother. They grew up as brothers. They right. grew up in, in uh, from all in, before this all happened, it seemed like they were in a right. loving brotherly relationship. Yeah. For the most part, and you know, just, like an annoying little brother right. type situation. Right. But I still, mean, no. I mean, get it's to, not that much different than our boys age right. wise and everything. You right. know? Yeah. You know, when they get to that age where, like, you know, one of them's in their late teens and the other's in their early 20s. Right. It's like so, they start butting heads a little bit and they're just like, hey. Right. Hey. But so. You know, but they still love each other. Right. Even at this point, as long as it's been for Cal, it's got to be really, really difficult to think about his brother. Everyone's just like, "You're well, Maven's just nuts. How do you not see that? I see it. He's still oh, my he's brother still who brother. for 17 years right. was my little brother. Right. And if it wasn't for his evil crazy stupid mom Who i knows? Would still have my little brother right exactly yeah so for him that's really rough that's i kind of wish that there was a couple Cal of chapter. chapters <laughs> just so you could know what's going on in his head because he he would have to see it in <laughs> such a different way than everybody eventually there may be yeah. okay i don't remember if it's in Warstorm or if that's only in broken throne but if I remember correctly, there was no cow from what I read, but that okay. it's been a quite a while since We're I read. Not there yeah, guys. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, but it's been quite a while. So eventually we will get some of his perspective. But 
Right. But at this point, yeah, it's just interesting to me to think of what he must be going through. And no one really here even it crosses their mind except Mayor, who's not there and also so wrapped up in her own feelings of, you know, the saving all the love letters from Maven. Love letters is disgusting. I know. So Cameron delivers Farley's message to the colonel. Corvium is on the edge. And he's just like a kid at Christmas. Right? Super excited. Tell me exactly. Okay. Were those exact words? Where was she standing when she yeah. said it? What did her face look like? What was she wearing? Like Maternity. Uh, weird. <laughs> and so, a red scarf. Yeah. What Their form of maternity clothes. Right. But whatever they can get that's like slightly too big. Dress. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever this news is, it means Corvium is on the edge. I guess um, clearly. They're waiting for it to fall. Corvium is, yeah, things are not good there. Yeah. And this means that, and then he says it's time to push. So that means there's something, some kind of big military operation. Yeah. They've that got here. people hanging out somewhere. Right. And the colonel's excited about it. Yeah. And but, very few people know about it because right. we've seen, you know, they, they make it very clear to state that Mayor knew nothing about what was going on outside of right. Brooke. Because then there's no information yeah. that they can get from her. Clearly, Cal knows what's going on, and he's and part Cal of and what's going on. And the Colonel both know what's going right. on, and he's so part they've of been working together. Right, and he's part of what's going on, but he doesn't seem happy about the thought of what's about to happen. No. And I think he sees loss of a lot of lives, and that's what he's trying to prevent. And it's understandable. Because he knows these people they're going to fight against. He knows all these other silvers. Yeah. I mean, the people that were died in the Scarlet Guard air quotes terrorist attack, he knew them. Right. So it's got to be hard for him again from his point of view. It's just interesting to me. But he knows what's up. Yeah. And he's clearly has his mindset to try to do something to prevent loss of life if right. he can. Which the colonel... Could care not paralyzed. No. Exactly. He's a bull in a china shop ready to just push through. Right. And this is when Cameron just follows Cal down the halls, just basically, you know, like, oh, we, this is, has to happen. You know, this is good news. And he's like, I don't want the deaths on our hand. Well, yeah. you were okay earlier to have right. deaths on your hand. And, you know, it's like, and then he says, well, I know what the Colonel and the Scarlet Guard have done as well. They've killed plenty of people. And then this is Cameron's time to be like, well, they deserved it. Right. <laughs> they're silver. So it's, they're both okay. rationalization. Right. But the uh, Cameron isn't understanding that Hal's mentality has changed so much in the last like month and a half. He just right. wants to, he just wants nobody to have to die. over. Yeah. Hey, he's Cameron came into it like at the end of all of that. Right. Yeah. She didn't have to go through, the recruiting trips into all the cities and all that kind of stuff. So Cameron, she's seen her own share of death, but not the death that they've seen. And she also didn't have right. to go through everything that happened in the palace itself. Exactly. Right. She may have seen the broadcast with Cal, you know, she may have, have seen a rebroadcast of it or whatever. Right. With his dad, the, the, the footage they do have. Well, but, but she's going to know that. Yeah. But she's going to know the real story. They, right. they will have told her that this is what happened. At this, at, but like Cal has experienced so much and lost so many people so close to him right. that, and Cameron doesn't get that. Right. At this point, there is nobody in these stories 
least as far as the characters that they really discuss, that has lost what Cal has. Right. Everything. His mom was already killed by mm-hmm. Alara. Then he he has to watch himself kill his father. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he lost his brother. Maven's alive, but he's, he's dead to Cal. Right. right. And now Mare. Now Mare, yeah. He's lost everything. And Cameron also clocks pretty quick how Cal feels about Mare. Yeah, she knows. He can read it pretty easily all over him. Like, he doesn't seem like a sensitive person, but the soft spot he does have is for Mare. Right. 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 Aw. So cute. Cameron finds it out so fast, and Mare still doesn't even know how how she feels about Cal. Because that Maven guy is so sweet. No, he's not! (laughs) The Maven that she thought existed that never even <laughs> that never existed. Yeah, like, that never even existed in the first place. Literally the definition of too good to be true. Yeah. So she just I mean, she played it pretty much just flat out tease Cal off. He's mad. So he storms off, she keeps following him, and he goes into her room and clo- slams the door and closes it. And she notices all these wires mm-hmm. and everything going in this room, and she's as a techie like that's that's communications array. Yeah. He's And it's so much bigger. It can broadcast yeah, from, outside of here. From what he yeah, from what I can see, he can broadcast outside of Irabelle, outside of the stronghold. Where who is he talking to? But then she's like, but if he's trying to prevent war or more more bloodshed, maybe I should just, should just leave it alone. Leave it alone. And this is where it just kind of drops for us at this moment. So is Cal I, do, I mean, for all we know, the colonel knows he's out there communicating with this person. We don't know that he's Ill- illicitly doing this. Right. It's it's not necessarily, like, unsanctioned or anything. It's, right. He did say he wants to, still wants to try to avoid any more bloodshed, but who would it be that he would talk to? I mean, it's not Julian, because Julian would probably be there, I would think. Well, where did all the silver? No, they said they dropped some of the silvers them. off, didn't they? I think she said they left right. them off. Oh, yeah. And gave them away to. Because they couldn't bring them with them because right. that's too dangerous. I don't know if, like, it's. She didn't say anything about it, but it's possible that Cal was like, no, we're bringing Julian, though. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't really say. So, and this, mm-hmm. again, Cameron's point of view, she, like, she gives. You know, she didn't give yeah. craps about Julian. He probably knows so, who Julian is because they were in the prison together, right. but he doesn't mean anything. Right. So it's possible she didn't think about saying it. And, right. you know, he's actually still there. He might have been right beside her in the control room. He didn't even, she didn't realize it. I'm right here, Cameron. <laughs> oh, hey. You didn't mention me. Hey, Julian. Can't see you there. Sorry, buddy. It, yeah. I. She she does give, I mean, earlier in the chapter, she does give one little brief mention of Monfort when the colonel says she doesn't know anything about where we are. And she's yeah. like, yeah, I know. She doesn't know this and she doesn't know what's going on with Monfort now or blah. It's like literally, she knows like a tip of it. Right. You know. But we don't either. Right. We've it's just like, met these two so weird Maven, twins. That's Maven it. Maven finds out that we're talking to somebody in another country. Right. BFD. Right. They're going to figure that out anyway. You know. Right. And. The colonel is so. He's he's like that's like his buzzing of flies to me moment, you right. know. Is Vigo right? Right. So it's just like he's. I think the colonel 
is maybe the most unhinged person there right now. Mm. He's just hell bent on going, 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 going. They have, he thinks they have a lull in what's going on with the capital and they need to take advantage of it like immediately. Strategically speaking, he's probably right. That's when they need to attack, but that's also going to be when, you're going to start a war and there's going to be a lot of violence, which what Cal wants to stop. Right. But for how many years has the Colonel been waiting for that one opportunity where the Reds can finally turn the tide? Right. This might be it. And Cal's just kind of like, but the Silvers are fighting. Just let them fight, battle each other out and tire each other out and then come in and, and take care right. of what's But that left. could take so long. It could. It could. Yeah, and, it's a long game. And it would I, I, it would also mean that all of the strongest silvers are going to be the only ones left. And it's like, I understand that there's still fewer of them, so it'll be easier to take them out. Point is, they can't wait for just the silvers to fight it out. Right. Like, the reds need to... They need to get involved, otherwise this war is never going to end. That's yeah. true. But I also think with... With Corvium falling, maybe if you, if it's on edge, let it be on the edge and at least give Maven a chance to see what he does. Does he do anything or does he not? And then just like pretend it's not right, happening. And then the, the, the riots start much closer to home. Right. Once he's not doing anything about it. And then that would be an even bigger opportunity. I mean, almost like if they do something now and then they, before there's civil war inside the actual capital. They may almost give them a renewed interest in fighting the Scarlet Guard again. Oh, well, look, the terrorists are here again. Now that will unite us to fight. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it depends I, what they're doing, though. It, it, uh, yeah, we don't know exactly what their plan is. Right. It could be something to, where no one lets... No, they don't want anyone to know it's them, but they're just going to kind of push it along. Right. Uh, chances are it's a lot more subtle than just like a bunch of... Scarlet Guard members rush in there and leave their mark everywhere. Probably. Yeah, I would say so. Maybe, again, kind of push it. Just push it over. It's it's on the edge. They can do something without anyone knowing that nudges it over the edge. Like a cat. Right. They've still got a little bit of an element of surprise, though, for the new blood powers, right? Right. So, there's... All right, Fuzzy. <laughs> so, as but as soon as they lose that on the major battlefront, it's gone. Right. So they really only have one opportunity to strike yes. on, on a massive scale like that. So if they are if they are going against the Silvers, whose abilities they know, it's it makes it a lot easier. Right. If they just let them kind of battle each other out and right. tire each other out, and then they come in with all these crazy abilities that they don't know about, and be like. Oh, they can do that, you know. But the point is that their push in Corvium would be very small. Right. Yes. Yeah. This they would try saying. to do it underneath the radar yeah. if they could. But Cameron is the one who wants to make a big deal about it, which is why she doesn't get to make any of the decisions. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe don't let a trigger-happy 15-year-old make any of yeah. our strategic decisions. Maybe we also pull the moody widowed pregnant woman off (laughs) impulsive decisions as well maybe put her with some maps in a room and give her some potatoes and don't let her make any judgment calls let her yeah get whatever she's got the information i want have her send it to me yeah right they're not they're not letting 
Farley make any no. big decisions right not, now. Not right now. He's not in the frame of mind. Well, she, so. yeah, just lost her baby daddy, and then she's pregnancy hormones. Oh, yeah, boy, which uh, will make okay. you absolutely insane. Uh, I I don't want to know what Farley would be like when she gets in like the swing of her pregnancy. You know what would be even worse? Bridezilla. Oh God. Farley. <laughs> we can't get that now. No. Oh, but like way to bring the room down, Greg. My bad. <laughs> but like so much stress and yeah, I wouldn't want to be in the delivery room. Oh God, no, no, Shade, you bit a no. bullet there, buddy. Yeah, well, he, yeah, well, he <laughs> would be able to just teleport out if he had to. He's <laughs> just like. In in the months leading up to that, start like slowly removing the weapons from her from her possession, just like no, <laughs> like right before they leave for the hospital, babe. How many guns you got on you mm. right hey, now? I'm only four. Three. All right, give me three of them. <laughs> you let her keep one. This is her emotional support gun. Right. She removes. Just take the bullets out when she's not looking. Removes one of the guns or knives from under her pillow every night until she hits. You've taken them all. Yeah. <laughs> Slide it out like like the tooth fairy. Yeah. Slide it out from underneath there. Cause keep her busy during the day so she doesn't go back and get more. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and don't ever give her your hand. Cause no. she will. I mean, pregnant women in general, but Farley seems like she has a very strong grip. I was trying to think of like, like don't you dare give her your hand. Give her yeah. just give her something else. Do we have a red that has like a strength thing? I don't know. Is there a new blood that has like a strength thing? Not that we've seen yet. Because I mean that would really suck. Like like if you uh if you're a a guy who his powers like say the colors you know it's just like yeah. fire or whatever and your your wife is a strong arm Ugh. and she's in labor she's gonna like rip your arm off you know. Blade. <laughs> you don't need that one anyway. I what? I, I mean yeah, I, I don't need that. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to know what labor is like for a burner either. You just like, no, that's true. You could probably set half the room on fire. Just like take off their their fire starting materials and just be like nothing flame related around yeah. them at all. Also, now we're going to have this baby, this new blood baby. It's going to be like Jack-Jack from The Incredibles. <laughs> like, He's uh. not going to know it's going to, you know, like comes out and just pops out in different places in the room four or five times right after it comes out. You know, they're like trying to clean it off and it just keeps popping out all over the place. <laughs> right? Like, no, come in. Oh, dang it. It's so slippery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, we're gonna have to say that for another episode. We're running long here, so. But Are we? yeah, I mean we're we're getting there. So that's our first Cameron chapter. It's really not as bad as some of the other ones will be. I think it's no. kind of like um, you know, ca- Diet Cameron, Cameron Light. <laughs> she yeah. is she is very perceptive, so you do get a decent amount of information from every. You yeah. know, I mean about what's going on. This is kind She's of way more perceptive than Mare. Yeah. This is your Cameron trial version to figure right. out if you want to buy the premium version with no ads. Right. Yes. Like, uh, three out of five stars. <laughs> this is this is your if I, if I make seven day Cameron trial. Right. If I make an intention like I'm going to go cancel, or are they going to offer me like a dollar ninety nine a month for six months? Just to try to keep me on like Stars does every time I try to go and cancel. Right. It's like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. 
Like, no, cancel. Yeah. Is your... Yeah. Would you like to... Would you... Would you do you want your subscription to Cameron to be a monthly or yearly charge? I, <laughs> I guess monthly until the season's <laughs> over. <laughs> then we'll decide whether or not I want to pick it up next season. Yeah. So first episode of Cameron, not terrible. Not terrible. We, Cameron we survived. Pilot. Yeah, this, this is. Do you but think like that I we said, should? Do you think that we should greenlight the rest of? I guess, the rest of Cameron. I guess you're at least going to get more information from her than you are from Mare because That's she true. has. Mare has the self awareness of so, the goldfish, right? So here's that like, keeps bumping into right. the edge of its. So thing. they they finally might find a way to like get some kind of communicator to Mare, but they only have a couple minutes and they're trying to ask her questions so they can figure out how to get her out. And they're like, so when you're in the throne room. The door behind you, does it have a keypad where they punch in numbers? Or is it like something that the so like a lock or magnetrons have to open? And she's like, let me think back. Let me think back a second. We'll see. Oh, that day Maven's hair looked so good. It'd be like Mean Girls when she's trying to remember the equation on the wall. But all she could think of was how cute the guy in front of her looked. Maven was so cute that day. <laughs> that was the day I got my new collar. It's like, oh, Jesus. Because he, he, he brought in this dress. Right. That was, I, so, yeah, that was get, the day I, th- I threw the I threw the second glass against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> we get good information from Cameron, but it's just you have to get through Cameron. Right. So. Exactly. Whereas you get through Mare and you still get no information. Right. <laughs> you just get more confusion yeah. and anger and annoyance. So at least at least we find out what Cameron is good for in this chapter. Right. right. She's very observant. Exposition. Yeah. They should, that's her last name, Cameron Exposition. Cameron Backstory Exposition. That's her name. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, well, that's how a Cameron uh, chapter is going to go. So, settle in for lots more of those and some other fun surprises from other characters' points of view yeah. that we'll get the coming second on half, down the road. The second half of this book switches. Yeah. So, instead of Cameron, it'll be another character in Mare. And I can't decide if it's better or worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like this character. It's just... It's just... I, I'm sure from I don't being in her head. In her head. Yeah. Right. Right. Sounds like a bad headspace. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think. You know where to interact with us, but I'll go ahead and drop those socials again. Uh, we are most active over on Instagram. You can find us there. It is at Reading with the Rockefellers. You can email us, tell us whether or not you like Cameron chapters, whether she should sit down and shut up, whether mm. we should, should sit down and shut up. I'll answer that for you. No. No. Uh, fan casting, fan art, all that kind of good stuff. Send it over to readingwiththerockefellers at gmail.com. And then there is our website where you can get all of these episodes, our blog. There is a donate button on there. So if you guys feel compelled to... Drop us a dollar, two dollars, whatever. We're we're grateful for anything that you feel like you want to donate to us and it comes to our PayPal. That is on the website as well, which is www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. So we will be back next week with another discussion episode. Bye. 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 <laughs>